I'm like a, I'm like a credit card. I have your interest. And it's delayed with late fees attached. But throw it in the bag. Welcome to episode 131 of the Off and Be podcast. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Uh, recording this at 6.53 a.m. Uh, on March 31st, 2022. Um, I don't know why I'm speaking so quiet, but yeah. I'm actually uh, potting from the bed right now. Um, so, you know, I'm tired of sitting in that fucking annoying-ass chair, you know? I like holding uh, thick white things in my hand. Since uh, I never get to do it myself. Um, <laughs> uh, nah, but you know, good old, it's good old days. You know, we're a few days past the big old Will Smith, Chris Rock deserved a Oscar-worthy performance because it's so funny how you would think of something that's so clear-cut and I think it's kind of a microcosm of society in a lot of ways. That's something that's so clear-cut in the wrong. Somehow, people always find a way to try to rationalize it. It's crazy. I don't know. But, you know. It, uh, but, yeah. Uh, I've been a little off on the pod. I've been a little, I, you know, I, I'm starting to realize, like, it's not that my energy is gone. I, I think it's okay to acknowledge that. Like, you know what? You're going to have ebbs and flows of things. I think just my interest and the way my mind works recently has changed a lot. And I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. You know? I just want to come up here and propel. Uh, Jesus. Uh, see? See what I did there? And, uh, you know, add a little flavor to this hydration of a pod that is just hydration to years because without it you get nothing but headaches i love when you give me head i hate when you give me headaches okay j cole used to have a lot of very uh um, you know if we want to talk about cancel culture in a lot of ways are digging up stuff from people J. Cole has a lot of very, very questionable shit. That would not be uh, shined a light in a positive way. And we're not talking about things from 2007, 2008. We're talking about stuff on his albums. Born Center, Forest Hills Drives. There are, you know, I don't even want to say it for demonetization, but you know what? You got to get views to even be monetized. You know what? He uses words like, Faggot. He uses words like uh, uh, faggot. He really likes that word faggot. Um, he he used the word even though I don't think retarded is really that bad. But you know, in today's world, the word retarded, you know, very sensitive about it, especially if someone has a son that is. Um, <laughs> um, it's funny. I find it funny when it comes to the you know. The words like retarded and stuff like that. It's funny how the people that are most offended by it is because 
the, it's not the actual people who have kids that are medically actually considered, you know, have uh, mental, you know, mental deficiencies and stuff like that. It's someone that they kind of know someone and they feel like they got to speak for a party that's not theirs to speak of. And then the people that are actually part of the offense that would that should be quote-unquote offended by the word, they're just like, yeah, we don't like it, but we're not going to cause a storm over it. But then someone who has nothing to do with it is like, no, let me cause that storm for you. Let me uh, bring the thunder. Oh, I fucking hate Imagine Dragons. You know, one time I bought a... A girl, see, I was with at the time back in my youth. Imagine Dragons was her favorite uh, group, and I never get it. I'm, I, I don't get the Imagine Dragons hype. Um, I try to listen to their music. I just don't. I, I don't get it. I mean, I get why they have hits. I just don't feel it. I, I don't get even on a mass appeal. I don't get. I don't even get on a niche appeal. I just don't get the music, you know, it's just, it, it, he's always, it, it, the lyrics are always saying like, ah, ah. It, it seems like he's like preaching, I mean, not like the lyrics he's preaching, but the way he sings it in, in Vogue, it's very, it's very like, uh, it, it's very Joseph musical, it's very, the, that's what I'm like, it's more musical theatrical, like if you go to a musical, it has that type of vibe to it, and there's a lot of people playing different instruments and shit, and I think, you know, the instrumentals are kind of cool at times, it's not a traditional, hey, we got a guitarist, we got a bassist, a drummer, like, there's like, it's very, they got orchestra, march, and they have multiple people that play different instruments, kind of cool thing, cool, I guess, but you want to talk about music that sounds the fucking same. It all sounds the fucking same. You know, you want to talk about Nickelback. I think Imagine Dragons is more the criticism that should be getting when people talk about Nickelback, personally. But whatever. What the fuck do I know? Um, But yeah. Shit, what was I talking about? Um, Imagine me dragging this out. Uh, okay, Clint. <laughs> um... Shit, I really did forget what I was talking about. Oh, well. Uh, what are you going to do? I don't know. Maybe don't forget in the fucking first place. Oh, yeah. Retarded. Because I am. Um, yeah, J. Cole. <clears throat> he had a lot of questions. You know, like the Jodeci freestyle, quote unquote. The one with Drake. Which is kind of weird that a song that has two of considered the best in their genre rappers of this generation. Two... Two of the top three. I'm top two, but I'm not two. Um, but yeah, a song that has that, even though I kind of like the song, it's only weird when you have a song that has two of like the best of the best of either a decade or even a five-year span or whatever, like the top of the game. How come the songs actually never come out to be like these crazy great hits? And, <clears throat> you know... <clears throat> Think about it out loud, like it's always like you got a main star that has a song and then they'll have like a secondary, you know, guest verse on it from an artist. Like Gina Ayako, Ayako, Big Sean's ex-girlfriend who's always bitching about, come on Big Sean, why can't it be? And he's like, 
I just want to go home, and a home is not a home without you in a home, and now I'm going home, and now you want to go home. I'm making big life changes, and now I don't know. That's a big Sean type rap. Uh, but yeah, how about the kiss of death, Detroit Rock City? Uh, he gave her the kiss of death down there, and just can't get him on the way out. 25 show for the payout. Okay. Uh, this whole podcast, I took it L. Maybe the next one I'll bounce back. Uh, Jesus, Clint. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you would think a song that has Drake and J. Cole would be like, just like, oh shit, like, you, you get an aneurysm on the spot. But it's like cool. Like, there's cool lines in it. You know, none that I could, you know, I haven't listened to the song forever, but like, it's like a cool track. But if you listen to it on Spotify, in that version, they take out when uh, J. Cole says some terms. And I do find it interesting that it's like you still have the song out, but you blurt out the word that everyone knows that you said anyways. That That's the only thing that I don't get about like censored songs is that anyone with a 10% of a brain cell can fill in the blank of what's there. Even someone that never listened to that song before can basically figure out, oh, this is probably what they said. Because if it's censored out, okay, you're reducing what the possibilities of the word said there if someone being censored out because we know the words that are censored out. There's not like 300 words in the dictionary that are going to be censored out. It's like maybe 18 to 22. Um, So you literally actually make it more obvious when you don't say, when you don't let it be said, because it's just blank space and it lets people get to their imagination. Then they become more fascinated with it than if it was just said. Now, look, the argument can be made is, why did J. Cole have a fascination with saying it? It wasn't like he was ever saying it, like, talking about, you know, gay people being actual whatever in the derogatory term. But it was definitely said in a way that when he's talking about other rappers or talking about someone else he's trying to throw shade at, it definitely wasn't in a complimentary manner. It's basically calling someone, like, a pussy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, It... It's just fascinating to me how someone with Drake and J. Cole in a song is not like an all-time top 10 song. I don't know. I find a lot of that fascinating to me personally. (sighs) You know what's fascinating about break rooms? Is that you're, you're... I don't know about where you guys work, and I'm not going to get into where I work and stuff, but this is just my interpretation of every place I've ever worked at that has break rooms. You ever notice that the chairs are always broken? Now, I get it. I'm not asking you to invest in the break room, being the fact it is just that. But I think the least that your employee deserves on their 18-minute break where they're deciding whether to 
in their life or walk out and actually chase better pastures. The least you can do is give them a chair that that they don't have to worry about. Is it a chair full? Okay. Talk about uh, sitting on the right stool. Okay. Stoolie. Uh, I've noticed this because, you know, it's obviously, a, it's always some like squeaky, it's always unbalanced, it's always unhinged. And for me, I would just like to think that, hey, you know, I'm putting a lot of my life and time into this business. I know you guys make a lot of fucking money because you're just letting me work, not even paying attention to how much I'm working for your labor. Except last fucking week, um, I, I think we can upgrade a chair. You know, also fascinating me is that when I used to work at uh, a Dunkin' Donuts or not only there, but other places too of those type of milk is that when any time we run out of stuff or any time something wouldn't work and they would have to go to the store to get product to make it happen for the day. Like, oh, we ran out of creamer. Oh, we're going to go buy 10 gallons of creamer at Kroger. And it's not the same. It's actually highly illegal for businesses to do that because there's a specific brand that people are expecting, blah, blah, blah. If they read nutrition facts and they find out, hey, your creamer's not supposed to have pasteurized and now it's homogenized. Oh, Jesus. And what's interesting, and what I found interesting is employees will voluntarily pay out of pocket to a job that doesn't really pay you anything to put in your pockets. <laughs> um, I mean, talk about literally investing in yourself, you know, investing in yourself and for the future and all that shit. Uh, I just, uh, I just feel break rooms are very underwhelming. And I wonder if that's by design because they don't want you to get too comfortable in the break room where it's like, hey, you got 20 minutes in between and you just might be like, fuck it. I'm going to stay here for 40. Like, it's like, hey, the break room is this. Get in, get the fuck out. We actually prefer you don't come here at all, but we got to have one technically because, you know, it's just what we do in America. This is America. No good chairs in the break room. Uh, and there is always any break room you go to. There's always honey buns. I don't know what it is. Every place has honey buns. It don't matter if you work at a retail store, a warehouse, a fucking, uh, you know, a gas station. There's always honey buns just sitting in the break room. It could be stale, already opened. It could be an unopened one. It could be one that like when you go to Walmart and you go to the donut section 
and there's some loose donuts hanging around behind shit and you may take a bite when it's been sitting out on a metal platter because you're a disgusting fuck. I was young at the time. It still should know better, but it's cool. <laughs> Talk about uh, Walmart Bakery because it was on the wall and I, uh, I uh, showed the bakery who's boss. Okay. Unlike uh, Baker Mayfield trying to show the Browns who's boss. And they're like, yeah, we we, we had no hesitation to give a, you know, essential sex predator uh, $230 million guaranteed full. And we didn't even think about half, half renegotiating your contract. So, yeah. You can play your hardball. It's always fascinating when someone's like, you know what? There's mutual disinterest. It's like, there's no such thing. Because if one of you has disinterest, it doesn't matter what the other person thinks. It really doesn't. I don't care if it's mutual. It doesn't matter. Because all that matters is that the one side says, hey. We don't want it. Your consent to my disconsent is ironically making me malcontent. So, I don't know. It's always fascinating. It's like, you know what? We have no interest in joining them. And it seems like we didn't even we didn't even bring you in for a visit. We didn't even inquire of, hey, maybe if he gets cut, maybe we'll bring him in. It's like, nah, we're, we we want nothing to do with you. He's like, oh, yeah? Well, I don't want you either. It's like, okay, dude. Uh, it's, like, it's like me saying to Zendaya, hey, Zendaya. You trying to, trying to say fuck Peter Parker? She's like, actually, no, I'm more than happy. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, well, you know what, Zendaya? I don't, I, I don't really uh, find you attractive anyways. And she's like, uh, I don't even know your name. I say, say my name, say my name. She's like, I would. I just literally don't know it. So, what you gonna do? Uh, yeah. Pot him from the bed. Bed pod. <laughs> bed pod. Who needs a bed pod when you get a bed pod or a pod bed? Podding from the bed. This went a whole lot better in my head than it's going. I really need to start getting back into the swing of actually having some shit to talk about. But it's hard. You know, it's hard to really want to talk about shit these days because... I don't really have time to look up shit, so I don't have time to think about shit. And when I don't have time to think about shit, you get this shit. What do you think? What do you think's gonna happen? You know what? I'm a man that doesn't have enough time in the day. I'm tired of working so goddamn much. And not because I'm afraid of a long, hard day's work. It's because, you know what? I just feel I could be doing something a little bit more uh fulfilling but you know what fuck fulfillment 
these bills gotta be paid. Uh, but then you gotta worry about the long-term bill. You know, what do you do when you're 33 and you paid all your bills and all that shit? Then what? You didn't pay the bill that mattered most. And that was your happiness. Uh, but no, seriously, like, it, it's, uh, it really is kind of hard to have something to talk about because I, I don't know if it's just like my mind's in a blank. I don't know if I'm just not really, you know, maybe I got to really take a step back from the pod. Not really. Like, I'm not going to do that. I believe in working through this shit. Uh, but it probably would be beneficial if I just, like, took a legitimate week off just from doing this myself. Or maybe, like, only do it on my off days when I have time to think. But at the same time, on my off days, I like to, I need to work on my other shit. And... You know, it's a tough decision. Like, should I should I just quit the pod? It's like, nah, never. Bitch, never. Never, ever, ever quitting the pod altogether. But, uh, I think it is something that there's probably people that should quit. There's probably things that would be beneficial if I at least took a thought back you know almost like a black pepper thought okay because i'm so salty wound man um yeah uh i i really need a cat not a cat why did i say fucking cat see i'm I'm so, like, lost in my mind. I don't even know what fucking animal I want. I know I want a dog. I've never wanted a fucking cat. I don't have anything against cats. I'm just not a cat guy. There's nothing normal about being being a guy and being called a cat guy. Like, there's nothing normal about that. That's why Catwoman is highly underwhelming. Really, when you think about, like, it, it should be easy... Like, sex appeal money for men. But even men are just like, eh, it's cool. But, you know, we're cool without it. But if she looks like Pokemon, hey, we got a different thing going. Nah, but Catwoman should be, like, easy. If they make a Catwoman movie today with the budget and everything, marketing, they should be able to get $200 million opening weekend just for the pervs. Just for the bestiality, necrophilia, little fucks. And those few percent of cat dudes that are just have a weird thing for cats. Right? Which is weird. Couldn't you bring your cat to a Catwoman movie? Seems like a exception they should make. Like, how are you going to have a cats and dogs movie? Like, back in the day when Jeff Goldblum wasn't selling you an apartment. Where, you know, you're going to have to pay 300 fucking bucks a month to even have a cat and dog, ironically. Kind of left that out now, didn't you? Uh, it's all about a Jurassic Park of a problem. Um, but, 
There's, but dudes don't even. There's nothing normal about being a guy who's a cat guy. You could be a dog guy. You could be a dog girl. You could be a cat girl. You notice how they have cat woman. They never have cat man. Think about it. We have Batman. We have Batwoman. We don't have Catman. Because that would be lame. That would be like a Spongebob character. What is that? Like Barnacle and Merman? Like a Catman. It just doesn't like there's nothing real like ooh Catman here to save the day. Because a cat's very deceptive. It's very passive aggressive with some deep eye contact staring. No one wants a man that's passive-aggressive, that's in charge of saving people's lives. There's nothing about passive-aggressive that's like, yeah, let me have that in a leader. Let me have that in a hero. It's not really a quality you want. And a cat, man, it just doesn't... Like, me, anytime I see a cat, I always just think it's a girl anyways. I know it's not. But it's not like dogs where they have their pecker hanging out. Like, you know, they hide theirs very well. I still don't know how cats really mate. Like, I've never seen a cat, like, even dry hump fuck. It's almost like it just happens overnight while everyone's sleeping. And it literally happens like Santa Claus. Like, is Santa Claus real? Do cats really fuck? Or do they just get insemination? Because cats, you know... I've never seen a cat be sexy. They do sexy things. Pause. But, oh, I, now it starts to sound like I'm really in the cats. Oh, cats in the creel and the silver spoon. Spreading their paws down on the back porch too. Um, you know, it's like cats, you know, they're so secretive. Yeah, like dogs are just out in the open. You know, I guess that's why guys get names like, fuck, whatever. Who gives a fuck? Cats are so secretive. It's almost like it literally happens when literally no one's watching. I want to see a video where there's a cat dry humping or where there's a cat fucking a cat. Because I've never seen it. Maybe they, you know, maybe, maybe the old adage, they mate like, like, I don't think they do. But hey, I'm not, I'm not saying start sending me vids of cat doing, you know, the kitty cat. But like, I want to find some shit out. I want to find some information. Uh, but yeah, um, they are nosy little fucks. Yeah, Jesus. Um, hate to be the cat that nipped that in the bud. Okay. It's funny how we just give cats catnip. Like, imagine if, like, oh, here's some catnip. And like, mm. imagine you're just walking. Imagine you're just walking the street. And we had the equivalent, which is called cocaine. And just someone's like, here, man, just take this. And it's just off your finger. It's like, ah. And even though most people have seen someone do coke, like, it's a weird thing to see. But it's it's not like some of you walk in and just like, ah, whatever, you know, it's like, yeah, some people get coffee, start the day on the sidewalk, some people do this, and some people snort coke, some people get a little catnip.
This is weird that that's an accepted thing. Um, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows? Uh, there's a there's a interest. I guess you could say like. If a cat man were to exist, you know, because there's a thing that where, you know, female actresses and there's the narrative in Hollywood and stuff that like, oh, there's this and now there's this analysis. There's this uh, stigma. That's more of the word. There's a stigma that f- female predominant movies and roles do not sell tickets, right? And I think I found the loophole. I think Catwoman's the only one where that may, but that's not true. Because if you're like, oh, well, they're just going to make like Ghostbusters. Like, for example, Ghostbusters, one where they made, I didn't see it, but according to the reviews and shit, it was pretty damn bad. Like, really, really bad. Like, epically, it's, it's amazing that this shit was allowed to be made type of bad. And they did the same thing with something else where they made it a... F- oh, uh, Ocean's 8. An ocean, like the Ocean's 8 or Ocean's 11. They made a one with the all-female cast with a lot of female stars. Sandra Bullock, Melissa McCarthy. And apparently that one was really, really bad. So it's not that... It's not that female movies that were once male movies and they try to make female cast don't work. Because I think anytime there's an original, the original idea was executed with this way. Anytime you try to do the opposite, it's by default not really going to work. Because regardless if you want to admit it or not, we want to admit it. Once we see something once a certain way. It's really hard to get out of a way that should be any other way. Like, there can never be a Catman. Because Catwoman, even though the movie wasn't really that great, the one with Halle Berry, that's what we see is. If they made a male version, it would suck. For the obvious reasons, because it's a man as a cat. And... Think about like any movies, like anything about dogs. Like imagine if Air Bud, we found out Air Bud was non-binary, genderless. Does it change anything? Not really. The dude's fucking breaking his nose, shooting free throws. I don't, you know, that, that, you know, and I'm not one, I know it's a movie. It's a kid's movie. It's supposed to be, oh, Air Bud. But God, like even when I was younger, I'm like, how is this? Dog's nose not broken. You know, my dog, like, you pet her nose too hard. She's like, it gets agitated. This guy is shooting fucking 18-footers with the tip of her nose. I don't know if you've ever kicked a soccer ball with the tip of your toes. does not feel great. I can only imagine the nose. Because I know she knows. Okay, Clint. But. I just think when things 
when when we're used to seeing the original version of something or the original outlook of how something is played out, when you try to make it something complete opposite just for the sake of making it complete opposite and there wasn't really a new point of view outside of stereotyping which is typically what they tried to do with female predominant movies when they were once male predominant led point of view i think what you end up doing is you just kind of you overdo it like you literally try to double down on oh you make the whole idea about it is the fact that there's a woman doing it when in the original, if it's like the Ocean's 8, Ocean's 11, they don't, the whole idea of it is they're not sitting there talking about, look at us eight men doing this shit, executing. It's just teamwork, togetherness for a common goal. And it has nothing to do, or even Ghostbusters. It's just dudes trying to get rid of ghosts. Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters. Not who you gonna call? Feminist revolution type of shit. Like, it's not the theme of it. The theme of it is just a group of dudes with deferring personalities that don't always make sense how they will work well together. Somehow you could put all that ego aside, which actually translates to real life. You could football, sports, any occupation job where you can work with a deferring amount of different personalities. Even if they're not your cup of tea. But if you have a common goal and what's supposed to be done, all most of that shit doesn't really matter. But when you make the focus about how different you are, you make the focus of how much more exceptional your point of view is compared to what the goal and common goal is as a team and theme of whatever story is being told. I think, one, it turns people off in general. Um, and more importantly, I think it just makes you unlikable. Like, for example, let's say they were to make, you know, I never saw, uh, like, let's say Charlie's Angels. Let's say they were to make a male trio cast where they just copy and paste. They have, you know, an Asian girl, an Asian girl to replace Lucy Liu. They have a redheaded Drew Barrymore type. And then they have a, you know, a blonde, tall, skinny American ditzy girl, Cameron Diaz. And then they just did, and they just put the male versions and just copy and paste. And then the replace Charlie they replace it with the female. They kind of balance whatever out. They just basically did everything reverse. It would not work that well. Because I don't want to see three dudes sexily doing kung fu and karate beating dudes up. Like, it's not, it's the tar- I'm not the target audience. And your target audience is going to be a lot smaller. But the point of view wasn't that they're three women, is that they're three badasses. And, you know, depending on the movie for different reasons, whatever. But we gotta be careful with just 
making and changing shit just to make and change shit without even a new perspective, a newer perspective or even a nuanced perspective. And they just copy and paste and they over exaggerate the elephant in the room and try to make something more, whoa, didn't even think about it like that. Instead of actually when I watch certain type of movies, I want to exactly think about it like that. Like if you want to quote unquote be confused as fuck, watch Inception, watch Tenet, watch a Christopher Nolan movie, watch a movie where it's all mind bending and looper and all this time shape shifting bullshit. When I want to watch Charlie's Angels or Catwoman. Or even Iron Man. Or even a movie where it's just like, hey, let's have fun for a couple hours. That's it. Everything else doesn't fucking matter. Sometimes, like, the selling point is exactly what I'm going to base off my expectations. If you're selling me confusion, I better be fucking confused, but it better still be entertaining. If you're selling me about how, oh, this is going to be revolutionary. Well, you know what? It better be revolutionary. If you were selling me a period piece that takes place, that something, a true story that took place in the 1880s, a random battle that meant nothing, but... All these integral dances with wolves, three-hour integral story to make it cooler. You know what? If there's a lot of cool shit in it, a lot of fighting, I'll probably be into it. But when you start making the selling point something that most people aren't focused on, then it's almost like you're trying to convince me of how clever and you're trying to convince me of what you want me to feel and think before I even watch the trailer of it. Before I watch a before I click play and even spend a minute watching it. You already want to tell me what I should think and you already want to tell me what what is the answer? You already want to tell me where I'm wrong on a way of thinking. Because you're already assuming that I'm going to have a jointed, a disjointed POV going into watching something. And, and I guess that's my problem with these type of movies that just want to be different just to be different. It's like, if you're going to try, if you're going to be different, if you're going to do something and switch some shit up, cool. But you better actually be original with your spinoff of whatever the fuck it is. And not just say, hey, this is the female version of this. This is the male version of this. But, you know what? Enough of that. Enough! Um, yeah, I'm going to take a sip of my C4.
I am excited for guests though, and I don't want to keep talking about my podcast within a podcast because I have nothing to actually talk about in my podcast, but I honestly feel like one of the main reasons I probably am really starting to really get into wanting guests is because I don't know if I have more shit to talk about. I think life's too all right. I need, like, I don't go out enough to find shit to bitch about. And I just want people to talk to. I want people to, where I don't feel this pressure to carry everything. Like, I feel like LeBron in Cleveland, like, year six, where I'm like, all right, I'm almost done with this. Like, if I go through one more year of this shit, I'm going to be unrecognizable. I already am physically, like, I'm already fucking, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm Jack, but, you know, you know, uh, losing a few OBs will, you know, make you look a lot better than you really are, uh, it's, uh, I think that is, like, having a guess where I could just, it eases stuff, I don't feel like, shit, what am I gonna, it's like, you know what, the conversation will take it there, but, It doesn't guarantee anything, you know. The result will still be the result. Goddamn, I'm excited for it. Um, uh, Yeah. Uh, uh, You know. I really think I need to expand my diet. I know my diet is working, but I do feel that I'm starting to kind of get burnt out on it. And it's not that I have a problem with eating rice. It's not that I have a problem with eating sausage. Pause. But I feel, of course, like even being energized and shit like that and body reacting well to it. I just, you know... As Drake would say, is there more? Um, is this the peak? You know, I got to get ready for the summer games. Whatever the fuck that. I'm in a man in the time. Uh, but besides, okay. Uh, but no, it's, uh, I feel like I need to diversify. Yeah, kind of like hiring process. I need to diversify my diet hiring. Um. <laughs> uh, But I do feel like I need to emulate what is realistic down the line. Uh, I feel like I need to enhance my cooking. I need to enhance a lot of things when it comes to that. I don't know. I don't know what I'm even talking about. No one gives a fuck about my diet. No one gives a fuck about what I cook or don't cook. Um, But this podcast has been cooked for... A good 40 plus minutes now. Uh, Jesus. This episode right here is not what I designed when I created this podcast, but. Oh, you gotta, you gotta have it. You gotta have some of them. It typically means this one will probably be better than I think it is. Um, but I don't. I don't. Um. (laughs) Uh. You know, when you're up 
you know, some one of the I like I like actually being a night owl in the sense of typically my job is dictated the fact that I'm a night owl, but even when I don't work and shit like that. I I enjoy, you know, being up till seven to eight because there's something about watching watching light to start the day and realizing that you decided to not rise and grind. You decide to just uh, stay awake until it shines. And, you know, you, you always think about, you know, obviously I'm a believer that, you know, getting up at the 3 a.m., 4 a.m. shit is not always necessary. That's only necessary if you actually have, like, a job that requires this. Maybe you have a family and shit. Really, it's just about what do you do when you're awake. It doesn't really matter if you wake up at 6, if you stay up till 5 a.m. Like, the presumption is if you stay up past, like, 2 a.m. all the time, that means that, oh, you're a bum because you're probably up playing video games, you're probably up doing nothing. It's like, I don't know. Ever since I've been on this schedule where I'm up till 7 a.m., seems I've been more productive than ever, for better or worse. Um... I actually don't like being on the same regiment for a long period of time. And I believe there's actually a study that you're supposed to change up. Yeah, not drastically. But I think it's like every your body, every four and a half to five months, I think it says. You should, even if it's something as going to bed 40 minutes later than usual. Or going to bed 40 minutes earlier than usual. Or waking up. Or, like, staying up until 1 a.m. instead of going to bed at 11. And making an active choice of that. If it's possible, of course, with your job and stuff. You're supposed to change your body to do that. Because, kind of like you need to keep your mind fresh. And keep your mind on edge. And have that spark in you. Your body kind of knows that. That's why you're not supposed to do the same workout every day. Every time you work out. That's why you're not supposed to eat. Even the same, like, even if you're eating healthy, you're not supposed to eat the same thing every meal. You're supposed to change up your protein, your carbs, your, you know, uh, complex carbs and shit like that. You're not supposed to just eat chicken, broccoli, and rice for every lunch and dinner. Even if you are building and, like, that's not really what your body is supposed to do. If you want to actually maximize or if you want to actually feel the full benefits that your body can get. Because your body adjusts. Your body's like, alright, like, I know this is nutritional. I know what I'm getting from this. But that's the problem. You need to confuse your body. You know, that's why they say confuse your body when working out. Well, you need to confuse your body with your diet. And maybe that's kind of what I'm falling into. But yeah. How did I fucking end up back in that? Is this God's way of telling me? To go cook me food. Um, uh, this is what, when you have nothing of interest to talk about. This, I think this right here is exactly when people talk about everyone having a podcast. These are the type of episodes where they're right. <laughs> and when they're saying it in a negative way. Which is like, I, I never understand when people get mad 
that there's so many people that oh, everyone and their brother has a podcast. So all these people really think that people give a fuck what I say. It's like, well, regardless if people do give a fuck about what you have to say or not, the only way to find out is by doing them. Um, that's the only way you find out shit. And the beauty about it is at least you have a choice. At least you're not stuck and listen to some your local radio station of hearing some guy in the morning talk about his wife, you know, making Christmas cookies again, and you find him extremely fucking boring. But Bobby Bones is here. Um, yeah. It's, uh... At least you have a choice to say fuck you. And that's the beauty of all this shit. But again, like this episode, don't judge me on my worst episode. Don't judge me on my best either. Judge me on the other 127 that you'll have to listen to. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's... Uh, there's some... You know, I'll, I'll be the first to admit that it's probably a bit too much of a saturation in this I'm I, I don't think that I, I don't think there's such a thing as having too many podcasts right I don't think there's anything of having too many of anything to be quite frank not even you know sexual side accusers as to Sean Watson apparently the more you have the more guaranteed <laughs> uh, it's funny how basically the Browns just gave him money and they probably like threw in an extra fifteen million because they're like, all right, you're gonna need this extra fifteen to settle some of the shit. It's like he's like, I'm not settling, and he's like, mm, yeah, yeah, you are. Um, <laughs> it's kind of part of the deal. Um, I do believe that is kind of part of his deal. I do believe like the under the table, there's some under the table stuff where Brown's like, look, we're gonna give you all this fucking money, and you know what? You can fight to clear your name. And, or, and I'm not advising, like, if you, like, if you truly believe you're innocent, I never understand settling, to be honest, because at the end of the day, it is your name, you are the one that's gonna have to live with that, so when a lawyer advises you to settle for something, and you know you didn't do it, like, I think that shit is stupid, because settling is basically by admission default, is it is admission by default, even if it's not technically admission. Because if you didn't do something, why are you settling? It's basically like, look, I did some weird shit. Here's some money. Shut the fuck up. Here's an NDA. But if, look, if he feels he's innocent, then you know what? Fight till, fight, you know, fight until you lose $230 million guaranteed fighting these cases. But... You know, what's funny is that people say, I find it interesting thing that, although I do agree with the fact that people say like, well, it's gone on for a year and yet no, somehow no one's able to find evidence he did this and that. At least evidence that's been presented to the public because all they have is their stories and statements and stuff. So technically it's harder to make evidence if you weren't there type of shit, which by Default would make anyone innocent of anything if that's what our quote was going to be. But also on the same token, the fact that it's still going on 
doesn't that mean that there's something there as well? Just a thought. I don't really want to get into that. I'm not a legal expert. But it's funny how everyone that says, you know, everyone that wants to protect the he's innocent, all this shit is just this. You know, I find it funny how they become uh, law experts. The same thing they criticize people that talk about on TV and stuff, have opinions about it. Say like, yeah, look, there's a lot of people. There's got to be some there like, oh, they're not legal experts. So let me give them a breakdown and do a one, two, three bullet point presentation of what the law really is in a YouTube comment section. find that very interesting. Um, Nothing like non-experts telling other non-experts that they're not experts by explaining to them expertise that they aren't qualified to explain. Gotta love it. Um, but yeah. My, my belief on anything. Regardless if I believe that he did. Some, I do believe there's some weird shit that happened. Um, I do believe there was some. I also. As much as I believe that he's a creep and all this shit. I think the girls, for the most part, are pretty dumb if they really think they flew out there to Houston from Miami or these various places to massage an NFL player, a quarterback for a team, that he could get the same service in his, literally, in his team facility, or at the very least, in his city, where he probably wouldn't even have to pay. In his state, at the very least. Or if he was truly just trying to get, quote unquote, the best pure massage care. I doubt he's going to go to your three and a half star Yelp rating entrepreneurship massage. To come fly out there. When he's making 35 to 40 million a year at the time. Or at least a pretty big amount of money. I don't think really, I think everyone, I do think there, I know no one wants to hear this part as well, even though I've, I've been against Deshaun on a lot of this shit, is I believe there's a lot of common sense that is just lacking from all these girls and him as well. But even with the common sense lacking, um, this is where the massage and all that shit comes into play. It's making someone uncomfortable in a very intimate setting, which is what a massage is. As someone that's gotten a few massages in his life, professional ones at places. And it is a, it can be a very quirky experience if you're not really comfortable typically in those type of environments. Once you get through it and you have a good massage and a professional therapist, you realize like, oh, this isn't really that big. Like, no, they're not getting under your ball sack and gooch. Like, that's not really, at least that's not, you know, the pure Swedish massage. Um, but 
is a very vulnerable setting. But at the same time, if you're a professional masseuse, like anything, it's probably going to be something you have to come across at some point. And you probably have training protocols for that and how to deal with that. And I also think it does say that anytime a client goes over the line, you have every right to just walk out. You don't work for a company where you're obligated to fit the customer needs and the customer is always right. Like if you're running your own masseuse massage business, you can literally just say, fuck it. I don't want the money. That's cool. You know what? This is not, this is unprofessional. All this shit. And okay. From what I remember for the ports, like when it did get there and once he realized like, oh, this was going to with the individual, he would apologize and all this stuff immediately. But then they stayed and finished the massage and then somehow it led to, you know, 22 counts of sex. <laughs> um, And that's where the thing where it's like, regardless if you are. So, like, people want to keep bringing up the 22 counts and all this stuff. And, yes, the number is still bad. And as I've speaking about this more over the past week, like, I'm not more on his side. What I am is more on, there was a lot of common sense just lacked here on everyone involved. From when you put the reports, the initial reports of when all this shit came out to start out with, the testimonies and all this shit. And I do believe those things pretty much happen. But even as they admitted they happened, they stayed even when he crossed the line. So if you stay when someone crosses the line, what message does that send to the client? It doesn't really teach me. It's like, oh, hey, I can try, try, you know, I can push the envelope and the worst that can happen is be like, my bad. It doesn't really actually make a point. And I do think that. It's not about blaming. It's not about blaming him. Because I think he's a creep. I also think that. Not all these girls. But I'm going to say. Let's just say. 30% of them. Went out there with the. Incentive. That they also kind of were okay with what was probably going to happen. Because I think a lot of people know when you're going out the massage zone that's going to pay you a lot of money of that stature. I think they're okay with more than just a massage happening. Because you can massage anyone for your flat $10,000 rate excessively. The only reason why you would go out and fly out to massage Deshaun Watson or any player that makes that crazy amount of money is if they are going to pay you exponentially more irrationally. And if you charge people basically based off how much money they make, oh, well, Deshaun, you, uh, your salary says you make $9 million this year. I'm going to charge you $100K for this massage. It's like, well, that's insane. But the only reason why you voluntarily fly out there is either to say, I massage Deshaun Watson, that's good for your business, which I don't know if that's really how massage works. Like, you know, we've had the likes of Deshaun Watson run through my hands and 
little bit more of Deshaun Watson. A lot of Deshaun Watson rushing through their hands. And or if they're going to pay you exorbitant amount of money to do the same service you would do to locals or whatever, and they're just going to pay you a lot of money. Or it's not just a massage you're flying out for. And that's the shit where I don't like I feel shitty for even going down that road, but I don't think it's crazy. And this comes from someone from the jump where I'm like, you know what, man, this dude's going to jail. And I still, I don't think he's going to jail now, but I do think he's going to have to pay something regardless at this point because it's just dragged out too long. And the cases are going to keep going until something happens. But I don't know. You know, fuck me. This was a terrible episode. We're going to wrap it there. Alright guys, that was episode 131 of the Offbeat Podcast. Follow the pod on all apps and suck some titties. I didn't even say it at the beginning, but oh well. Alright guys, have a great day. Uh, pod from the best.